Alley. I've been, uh, you know, my local favorite is Combrio lately, so we've been listening to that uh, from the hip. And uh, boy, Milk Crate Brian and uh, Wade Boyd from Subculturation just showed up. And Wade, can you say hi? Does uh, the mic work? I think it does, does it? Does yep, it? so far that works. All say right. it again. All right, so you're number three. So, uh, RER, well, welcome back. And uh, it's been a while since uh, we all been together, and we'll, we'll tell some stories about what's actually been happening, as well as, uh, you know, what's going to be happening soon as far as the world of racing oh. and all that good stuff. And uh, tonight, we're going to have uh, Max Klein call in from Oxymoron Photography about uh, 6.30. We'll talk about uh, the Bruno, 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 how do you say that, Bruno, Bruno tour at the MotoGP. He has uh, some AFM uh, stories to talk about in the next round coming up. And uh, he also has a motorcycle blog, which is cool. Everyone's doing this nowadays. Boy, you know, here we are, four later, three years later, you know, we're getting by. But... Uh, I bet you they don't have a studio like we do at Mutiny Radio. So, yeah. Um, anyhow, so um, Max uh, does have his own blog now uh, talking about motorcycles. So, uh, it'll be neat to hear about that because he's usually in the front row. So, he'll probably have some very exciting stories about that. And around 7 p.m., we're going to have uh, Clay Murphy, uh, First Rides, call in. Uh, we'll go over the upcoming events as well as uh, his... Uh, Son AJ Murphy's gonna might be calling in. He's a co-founder and uh, you know helped start First Ride, so that's pretty cool as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll have a nice night and uh, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Wade Boyd from Simple Culture Racing. Boy, he's been doing circle. You know, uh, how do you say? Uh, I, I guess you would call it uh, uh, sidecar racing, but not the sidecar. I was, you know, you know, he's doing other things nowadays. Extreme sidecars. Extreme sidecars. You yeah. better have an orange suit and some, like, you know, antlers and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll talk about where you've been and what you've been in the clubs you're going with. And, you know, uh, I believe Eric, Eric, Eric should be. And yep. uh, so as far as a uh, uh, sidecar passenger, and uh, boy, we should yeah. really have him he call in. Eric, it. if you're listening, call in at 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, uh, he can hang on at Daytona. He can hang on going in circles. Well, I've heard, you know, once before, I think you took um, one of our mates out a million years ago. Um, 
Tilton maybe would have been one of some yeah. jumping thing. Oh, and he oh, he that. blew up and all right, all right, that was a really big deal. Yeah, yeah we got a, a ride on a motocross bike, a motocross sidecar. So there's differences. Yeah, there's all kinds of differences. Wow. So, motocross sidecar got a 500 uh, KX500 with a chair out here. It was five of us. It was Jeez. great. <laughs> we tried to be potent and everything. And so I, I blasted off the line. I couldn't get to turn left because he wasn't hanging out. So he was just holding on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we didn't. We missed the left, and we we high centered on the center of the thing while everybody rode on by. And then we tried to chase him down. We had a die my time. So I had <laughs> that one. I had two passengers. Hannes was one. I took him for two laps, and I go, I'm gonna wear you out, so I'm gonna come in and get. Uh, yeah. T.L. Tim, they had such a time. My time. T.L. Tim didn't stop talking about it for like a month. Well, it's a it's a it's a lifetime honor, opportunity, and also, I mean, yeah, it's something you never never hear about. Uh, so we'll definitely go through that in a bit. You know, that's really really cool. Uh, Milk Crate Brian's here, uh, spinning tunes, and uh, yeah. So let's get together shortly. Uh, put my nuts together, and we'll be back. And uh, Milk Crate, let's see, what what mic are you? Uh, three uh, or four. Two, I hello yep you're here yeah welcome back great right <laughs> thank here. you yeah it's been a little while it's all busy been. march almost every one of my friends has a birthday in march and also i've been on and off i mean uh last couple of times i was kind of here alone not planning to come here but uh you wouldn't believe that you know if you pay for two hours of space it's your own space so you can actually sit here alone and listen to billy joel yeah you, know, you can do whatever you want <laughs> So, yeah, I do enjoy the fact that, you know, we have this space here at Mutiny Radio. And talking about that, uh, thank you, listeners. And uh, in the future, we have a lot of slots, uh, especially since the uh, COVID is, is over now. Uh, here at Mutiny Radio, we, we got a lot of holes, uh, leaks to plug, so to speak. So, you know, we lost a lot of our folks out there having shows. You know, uh, for a certain price, you can have a two-hour show or maybe a one-hour show four times a week and within that show you can actually have a whole Hand studio the what oh there's something to talk about there all right let's see here uh, little, uh wade boyd just gave me um a little ooh, a little bit of a, a gift here wade's actually an artist in many many ways so <laughs> this is augury right yep uh oh that's so fucking awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's about ha having a uh, a nice pint. proper ale pie. Wow, this is yeah. We'll have to take a picture of this and put it on Wade and I's Facebook post. And you, this is really Wade. You're really getting really wow. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> yeah, seriously, boy, oh boy. I thought Look at first at it was a moose. Um, you know, Wade's but I saw it come really out good. Anyways, um, I'm looking at a wonderful Augury picture uh, and an Augury art piece. Uh, Augury's uh, having an ale in a nice uh, suit. and Really, really cool. <laughs> so we'll have to take a picture for all our listeners yeah. out there to look at uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Augury's and, uh, a, in a, a motorcycle guy, cartoon guy. Um, for those who don't know, um, he's kind of British and kind of not exactly correct and so he, i don't think i think he his thing died out whatever he's they sold out and anyhow i haven't seen him too much nowadays but there's augury yeah print took a little hit i just started the start button but no matter what our show always ends up getting on when we have it on because pam uh, always is wonderful to take care of us so but yeah augury is really cool so so bike magazine or the one of the mags all the paper shit went yeah, out you yeah, know the, the british uh, magazines kind of had it uh well I, they were great 
motorcycle magazines. Yeah. Uh, the cartoon was hilarious, too. Yeah. Agri and his dog Sprocket, right? Yeah, Sprocket and Mitzi and <laughs> I forget who else, but yeah, it was hilarious. He, he always won, and it was always a uh, catch to it or whatever. It was hilarious. You can find it online, I'm sure, and, you know, it just um, it just puts us, like, city motorcyclists and stuff, so it has a, a nice quality to that, R-E-R. Um, yeah, and I believe you even have a real Agri. Um, anyhow, uh, you know, a nice brass one. Wade and I were at the Isle of Man in like 2004, and I'm walking around. I was like, boy, look at this, look at this. And, yeah, they had some really neat bronze, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I got a little depictions. statue of him doing a yeah. wheelie. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boy, oh, boy. So, anyhow, uh, I did communicate with some people at the Isle. Uh, I forget the names right now. But, anyways, hello, hello, hello. And I tried to get Bushy's beer. And you cannot get Bushy's beer from the Isle of Man because they say it's that. a little too... Um, it, or it doesn't travel or something. Exactly. Yeah. Really you know, like, shit. yeah. So, yeah, but I did try to get a case. You know, I was like, I'd pay 300 bucks for a case wow. of Bushies. You know, yeah. fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> get it over here. All of us would just celebrate like yeah. nobody's business. <laughs> Anyhow, um, let's take a short break and then we'll put some music on and uh, figure out where and we're going. who do we have calling in later in the show today? Oh, I mentioned earlier. I think you guys might have not been oh, here. Oh, I wasn't uh, here for the Okay, radio. yeah. So anyhow, um, Milk Crate, good asking on you. Yeah, you are. So 6.30, Max Klein from Oxymoron Photography is going to be calling in. He is like, you know, Wade and I have talked about a lot of times about taking pictures home back in the old days. Nowadays, I mean, pictures are like on, you know, these, you know, uh, digital cameras and stuff back in the old days you had to take a proper picture with film and yeah wade goes man you'll never you know i spent 500 dollars on pictures once I go, no way no way that's gonna happen and sure enough we're at the isle of man 2004 and yeah if you see a picture for 25 dollars of you going over bala bridge uh you better yeah, buy it. You better buy it. And it's like a it's a film picture and it's you at the Isle of Man. So sure enough, that added up really quick. You know, it was like it was crazy. But uh yeah, I I gave a lot of them away and I, I still have a little bit left, but uh, that was really neat. And sure enough, a picture's worth a thousand words and a thousand stories. Yeah. You yeah. know? And uh we got ours, and you know, Wade's got a shit ton. I got a shit ton, and well, actually, mine are running out, so I got to go out and start to venture in again and build them back up. But uh, yeah, so uh, Max Klein's going to be here, uh, call in around six thirty. He's with Oxmoor Photography. He does all, of, you know, he'll let you know what he does uh, through all the clubs and organizations. But if there's a picture out there, it might come from him, and he's going to talk about the AFM uh, round coming up as well, and. Uh, he has a motorcycle blog now, so uh, everyone has a motorcycle blog, but they don't have a mutiny radio studio. There's a difference, see? Anyhow, uh, we'll enjoy hearing from Max, actually. Really, really cool. And uh, at 7 p.m., Clay Murphy uh, from First Ride is going to be calling again. Uh, both these boys have been regular. You know, Lately, all our shows, we've actually had return guests, which is wonderful. And it's nice to hear how they've succeeded and how they've actually survived COVID, that certain type of, you know, we've all been through hardships lately, and it's nice to know uh, our friends are still out there. So uh, that being said, Clay Murphy, uh, First Rides, are going to be uh, uh, calling in at uh, 7 p.m., and he'll go over the upcoming events of uh, First Rides. 
And uh, R.E.R., a little secret, you know, his birthday, uh, his, his son, his birthday, A.J. Murphy, is today. So he might actually have him call in as well. And uh, he's a co-founder and helped actually do a lot to make First Rides uh, work out. So be really, really cool to hear from both of them. And, uh, you know, um, these folks are independents. They're uh, privateers. And what they do is they do everything to promote motorcycling, uh, make you look great, uh, help the next generation. You know, nowadays, motorcycling, we have a smaller community. And uh, we're all just trying to promote it, especially here at Racers Alley. You are. So um, <laughs> we'll take a break now, finally, and uh, get back to you shortly. Uh, I think uh, Max will be calling in at 6.30, but we'll probably be on before that. And uh, Milk Crate, what do you got going? Oh, we got some David Bowie here with Breaking Glass off the album Low. Nice. Good old David Bowie. I, I saw him live. David Bowie saw him live at Shoreline. Ooh, nice. What year was that, do you think? That would probably be, that was with Lisa, probably 88. 88. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think what album would have been. Would have been on back then. That might have been one of the the weirder, like, outside ones or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't the thing. Uh, Anyways, I'll bring you the brochure. (laughs) Sweet. Well, here we go. Cheers. Love for your love for your love for 
Yeah, well, 
Yar yar. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio. And uh, boy, it's been a while, and uh, whew, we just got a call. <laughs> right on, right on. And uh, that might be Max Klein from Oxymoron Photography. And, uh, you know, uh, he's going to talk about uh, wonderful things like the Porno uh, Tour at the MotoGP, AFM coming up, and uh, more on his motorcycle blog. So, yar yar. <laughs> Who we got, Milk Crate? We got Max on the phone. Hello, Max. Hey, Max. How you doing, mate? Good. How myself? Doing well. And, uh, boy, I'm glad to have you on the show. You know, like I said last week, I was sorry to cancel out in the last minute. And, you know, just, you know, just couldn't make it here. And, um, boy, you know, Max, you've been on the show before. You've been actually here in person. And uh, for our listeners out there, um, Max runs Oxymoron Photography. And uh, which do. is wonderful. Wade and I were just talking about, uh, you know, back in the day at the Isle of Man. He goes, Alex, you know, I've spent $500 on pictures. And this was 2004 when I went there. And I go, what do you use? It's like, you're going to buy pictures. And, you know, the pictures were probably in the up like $25 a piece, you know, and then, you know, pound, whatever. And um, a picture's worth a thousand words. And back then they were film. They weren't, you know, uh, you know, nowadays where you could just, you know, and uh, very, very important, you know, back then. And I did end up spending $500 worth of pictures, <laughs> you know. Uh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, I mean, think about it. You see yourself out there, especially out there at the aisle, and um, I, every booth that had my picture, I basically bought it. <laughs> you know, that was yeah, all there was it. to it, you know. I mean, you'll never get that again, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I gave a lot of them away to friends and stuff, which is another thing. It's wonderful to be able to take that and show it to someone like, you know, either a girlfriend or a mom. It's like all stubborn. Or family is like, oh, yeah, you're just wasting your time. And then all of a sudden they see someone out there, you know, it's like, that's you dragging your knee and all that good stuff. So, you know, Max, yeah. you bring a lot of joy, you know, uh, by doing that. <laughs> I, I do my best. I try to take the photos that I would like to see of myself out there, and uh, it seems to have worked out pretty well. been doing it on my own since 2012. So, Okay, yeah, that I was, was just going to ask. So 10 years. <laughs> uh, 10 years out there. You know, and I imagine just like a turn worker, you, you have to be out there and uh, s- survive the elements. And yeah. also, it's a learning experience, I imagine, over the years. Uh, you know, right angle, right place, that type of good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, of turn working, uh, at round one of the AFM, uh, I'm also uh, a race with the AFM and I'm the photographer for the AFM, on the board of directors for the AFM, and I'm also a worker. So if somebody crashes in my corner, I get the crash photos, set the camera down, and then run over and pick them up. And I, I got to do that last <laughs> lap of the last race uh, of the first round this You're year. Wearing many hats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Max, Max, what are you racing? Um, uh, 2006 CBR 600 uh, with a stock exhaust on it in Formula 40 middleweight. Nice. I do. I do my best just not not to get lapped by Stephen Rue. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, I'm just trying to actually get a lap out there and actually finish a race. But I, I hope to see you next, not this weekend, next weekend. And you have a round coming up, right? Yeah, this uh, this weekend down at Buttonwillow is uh, round two of AFM. Looks like we're not going to be hit with a bunch of rain like we were. Had a little a uh, little bit of confusion with the weather. Uh, subscription. We we dialed up sandstorm and rain instead of sun. 
Yeah. Um, Saturday we uh, got postponed. Um, uh, all the racing got postponed until Sunday, so I got to do a a rare Sunday appearance on a motorcycle, then immediately jump off, grab grab my camera gear, swap out my leathers for some uh, cooler stuff, and ran straight trackside. Nice. You're you're and uh, yeah we uh, what uh, we had a couple of uh, boys uh, that were there last uh, last race uh, calling in and uh, talking about how the rain affected things and uh, they changed the whole race format exactly on Sunday so yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was interesting uh, I went out for <laughs> practice <laughs> and it was a sandstorm like literal sandstorm and then went through Riverside and it was raining like but it was just it was just sand it's like. 30 yards ago <laughs> now it's rain that's weird i'm just gonna go ahead and pit in willow springs call it day over i used to get that at willow springs uh, you know one turn here it's yeah you get your own microclimates at a track it's, it's quite interesting yeah one one <laughs> corner is totally different than the rest exactly you're well i'm glad you got out of it and uh yeah what's happening with the bordeaux tour and the moto gp which what, 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 what boy you were there yeah i uh I got to go in. Um, I've done it before as a photographer, as a, a just media person. Um, I usually go there to help out uh, Aliki from Venom Sport Base Layers. Uh, she has some riders that are um, wearing her gear uh, this year. It's Marcel Schroeder, um, uh, a Moto2 world champion, uh, Remy Gardner, and then a Moto3 guy. Um, Gerard, and I always forget his last name. I butcher it every time. But Gerard is—he's a stand-in for the guy that's under underage and can't race Moto Three until like round seven or something. <laughs> so he's a yeah. seven card, seven seven round wild card, which is kind of cool for him. He's super happy to be there. So you were there. Can, can you repeat it again? Uh, what gear? Um, did you say what year? No, what gear? Were you there to promote something? A oh, gear? Venom Sport. Venom Sport base layers venom they're, sport yeah they're fully customized fully customizable um designed to keep you cool under your leathers gotcha so it's, it's I, under I have, leather gear. i wear them trackside even without like when i'm taking photos i have a, a custom one that looks like i'm wearing a media vest it's kind of fun okay yar yar okay so uh venom sport sent you out there and uh you're testing the gear we'll have to talk about this in the future you know i mean yeah. um I'm tired of shaving my whole body and doing the Vaseline thing, you know, and going through the leathers. And, you know, sometimes it gets hot, so it turns all messy. So, uh, yeah, definitely it'd be nice to wear undergear as far as going racing. I think Wade has experienced the – you've been wearing some yeah. of that stuff yeah. lately. Yeah. Yeah. So. I haven't heard of this company, but, yeah, I've been wearing something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're um, they're – Big with the uh, the AFM. I've seen a lot of their stuff in the, the CRA, uh, just all West Coast racing. Um, and there was uh, Jeremy Coffey, who races in Moto America Superbikes. He was wearing one of their tops. Um, in addition to Remy Gardner and MotoGP, uh, Marcel and Moto2 and Gerard and uh, Moto3. Plus, she's got a bunch of like Spanish riders. It, it's really quality product, and it's... It, I haven't been able to put on anything else and feel comfortable underneath uh, underneath the leathers. It's just kind of, it, it's my safety blanket kind of thing. Nice. You know, uh, next time I'm out there in the races, I'll definitely hunt you down. 
and uh, check oh, that most out. Definitely. And um, so, how was it being in the Borno tour? And is it Borno Borno? It was like at the GP. How was it? Was it neat? I mean, VR. <laughs> oh, um, oh, it's a, the Bruno circuit. Yeah. Oh, that I thought you were talking about MotoGP in Austin. Sorry about that. Oh no. Um, um, br- see, I had Bruno in the notes, and then MotoGP. I thought they were okay. Oh, never I'm, mind. I'm everywhere, man. Man, really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So oh, the uh, Bruno circuit was uh, that was with Cat uh, McLeod of uh, Liotta Skates. Um, okay. He hired me to be a uh, a journalist to tag along and just kind of uh, give a little glimpse into how he plans his tours because this was a the first time that he had gone to the first time he stayed at any of the hotels outside of where we began and ended the trip um and we started in munich and rode into austria and we stayed at uh like this really old cool um ski lodge basically in austria and rode rode around austria for a day and then went out to the czech republic after that um, three days at the Bruno circuit and it just, it, it's just glorious. Like it's MotoGP people said that it's a little bit rough and they didn't go back because, um, the track surface was not quite as grippy as they'd like it to be. But, uh, lucky for me, I don't, I don't ride that hard. <laughs> so I fully enjoyed every day that I was out there. Uh, super wide track flows really well. Um, the hospitality was amazing. Nice. Uh, the track day provider that um, put on the event for the last two days that we were there, uh, they had a whole like two roast pigs in the paddock. <laughs> they fed everybody. Yarr. They had a bar <laughs> set up with uh, beer on tap, Jägermeister uh, on tap, a um, bunch of racer people that were just super stoked to talk about racer stuff and. That's um, awesome. Track day people that were doing their first track day, they were just stoked to be there doing their first track day. And yeah, 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 the, for sure. The whole vibe is great. Well, that's what you want. I mean, uh, yeah, I remember my first time on the track, and it was, yeah, exactly. Everyone's just wide-eyed and yar yar, you know, yeah. so that's really, really cool. That's that's great, you know, and uh, boy, you know, these days they'll get up back out there in Europe, but that's really, really cool. Yeah. You know, it's like I yeah. can't recommend those tours enough either. Like, <laughs> yeah, a Cat McLeod. On, they're they're so so well put together. Um, this one was a bit of a uh, a bit of a mess periodically because, like I said, we hadn't stayed in any of these places, and uh, the Czech Republic is uh, in a massive state of just um, growth. Uh, so they're building roads and building new roundabouts. So none of the waypoints existed anymore (laughs) from the old map information that they had on the navigation unit. So we're, we're navigating through, through road Ah. construction, uh, down roads that don't exist (laughs) because like, they're just, they're just not there. Like it used to be there, but now it's just a dirt road that goes into a farmer's field or, the dirt road that used to go to a farmer's field is now a three-lane road with a roundabout in it, in the middle of it. Like, it's, uh, basically that, that part of it was a little bit challenging, but just the, being out on a motorcycle in a place you've never been before on some super twisty, fun roads, perfectly maintained, virtually no traffic, 
uh, it was just, it was, it, I can't think of a better way to spend okay. 10 days what's, except what, for you get to ride MotoGP track for three of those. <laughs> what, what's perfectly maintained? Do you have gnomes? I actually went out on a perfectly maintained road once a million, million years ago. I think it was G20 down to Santa Maria. I swear elves came out and just swept that road. You know, it was a one-laner, yeah. and you could see it sparkling shit. So, yeah, you got one of them? <laughs> yeah, like there's somebody just in front of you that's just sweeping stuff and telling traffic to wait. Like, it's it just what it felt like compared to Bay Area traffic, as you know. Yeah. Trying to get, get to a fun <laughs> road here is a half hour, and then you still are dealing with rock slides and oh, that good people stuff. are mad at you because you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, it's <laughs> Over been in Europe, well. they didn't care. Since I written so yeah, so awesome. So the Bruno. So then, what about MotoGP? Wow, you have. You have what, what's the next great story? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I went to uh, immediately after the Bruno circuit. I flew into uh, Austin last year in October for the the impromptu round that they held, and that was. Um, uh, I was like, that's where I was hired by Venom Sport to do some photos and then oh, we got okay. to go back this year interesting and this year um last year i went under every year that i've gone i've i've applied for media credentials under somebody else's umbrella like it was city bike at first uh motorcycle mojo was magazine for last year um and then this year i just decided that i have my own motorcycle blog i have my own motorcycle photography website i should qualify so i i applied under my motorcycle blog uh, which is called More on Motorcycles, three words. <laughs> so it spells out mom. And shout out to my mom who's actually listening in Florida right now. Oh, uh, hi, mom. <laughs> she's, uh, she's tuned in. Right on, right on. Um, but I decided to just apply for credentials under that and was kind of shocked that they took me as a legitimate <laughs> source of motorcycle uh journalism so well, you are I got to go I under, mean, under my own umbrella for this year so it was just a huge confidence booster that's awesome and you are max i mean geez we all been around the block and you know we've been, we've been at the afm and you know yes of course they should give you those credentials and uh for sure you know you you've earned them i mean you have a reputation and uh you've been around i mean wade and i did the urban motor there for a while you know, which was really, really neat. Uh, I don't know if you ever ran with those guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. And um, I still think, you know, I'm, I'm trying to win the lotto. But, uh, yeah, I would like to bring a, a, a rag again, like City Bike or Urban Moto, back to, back to life. And I was going to say earlier, you know, I think Ernesto even has the Urban Moto tag on him. So if you actually did a press license, you might actually go, like, hunt him down and go, hey, Ernesto, give me a press pass, <laughs> you know, and he'll be able to do that, you know. But, uh, yeah, one of the boys still has the Urban Moto tag out there. But, uh yeah, it's it's an honor to be you know uh, out there and uh, promote motorcycle racing, and, and it's great that um, folks really appreciate what you do as well, you know. And uh, you know, uh, ten years down, and especially since you're out there, not only in the pits uh, as well as racing, and then you're taking pictures. I mean, you're you're pretty fully rounded when it comes to uh, perspectives and uh, you know things like that. So I mean, that, that's really really cool, Max. That uh, you know <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. You that, know, uh, so that made, made my evening. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so your blog. Um, what's what? How how do you get a hold of your blog? What's 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 the way uh, to do that? More on motorcycles.com. 
M O R O N uh, motorcycles. M O R E O N and then motorcycles. As more, in, I have ah, more to tell you about motorcycles. Oh, yeah, playing words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I, I don't have a, like direct industry contacts as many as I used to um, within the industry. So I find out about stuff when everybody else finds out about stuff. But I like to research things a little bit deeper sometimes or. I'll share a story um, that re- directly relates to whatever's happening. Um, most of my stuff uh, starts with a motorcycle, ends with a motorcycle. Nothing to do with a motorcycle, but it got me there. So and, and, I, I'd like to say it, it all begins with motorcycles because everything that I, I that's a, that's a life and you're still in the thick of it as well i mean literally i mean between like i said the mortar uh, burner the mobile gp and you know afm rounds and then you know everything in between that's really really awesome and um yeah as well as you know not to forget to promote you know the oxmoran photography i mean oh, yeah. uh, are you out there at a certain track day track day events uh for certain clubs uh uh, uh for fun track days is my uh my home club for photography uh-huh. Um, I haven't been able to shoot any of their events yet because they've uh, been down at Button Willow so far. And Button Willow's photographer uh, doesn't like competition. Oh. So he doesn't allow anybody else to shoot track days. I'm lucky to be able to do it during races. Um, but they they won't let me down there to, to do uh, track day stuff. Gotcha. Uh, his turf. It's like the cardboard guys here in the avenues in the Richmond. I didn't know. Yeah. You can't actually ask this certain guy to pick up cardboard if he's certain. You know, I just started a different job, and it's like, we had a shit ton of cardboard. No, that's that guy's area. Yeah, it's yeah. cutthroat, man. I just want to give it away. That's <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, like, you are. Uh, are. Well, um, when you're back, uh, hopefully you'll have some stories about the next uh, AFM next round. And yeah, like you mentioned, you're always uh, like I mentioned, you're always welcome to come in and join us and just uh, chill out here in the studio. And uh, yeah, most definitely, it's much more fun in the studio than it is from <laughs> from home. But the Bart ride is. Uh, a little out shorter if I do it from the other room. <laughs> gotcha. And it was supposed to be shitty weather tonight, so it's nice that, uh, you know, it didn't actually rain after all. But, uh, yeah, yeah, next time, and you're, uh, you're going to be at AFM uh, tomorrow, yeah? Yep, heading down, driving down tomorrow. Uh, there's a, a track day that I'm probably not going to ride, but um, there's a it's racer-only track day that if you are listening to this and planning to go down to race this weekend uh-huh. get, get in on that track time it's relatively inexpensive and it's only racers so you don't have to deal with uh anybody else it's all based on your lap times for your normal afm schedule so you're going to be out there with people that you're going to be racing with and riding with anyway um awesome then saturday and sunday is the afm weekend for round two i'll be out there Form of the 40 middleweight, trying not to get lapped, and then <laughs> doing photos all day Sunday. Right on, right on. And yeah, have a great time. I, I really wanted to get out there. Um, one of these days I'll make it. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll be there for sure on May 21st, 22nd at Thunder Hill. You Perfect. Know, um, yeah. I haven't seen you in person in a while, so it'd be yeah, good, to, yeah. uh, good to hang out and chat. It would be nice to actually get a bike to do a couple of laps on, and we'll, we'll, I'll be taking my R1, and we'll just sort it out, and uh, it'll end up actually going out there great. And, uh, yeah, it'll be great to see you all. And, you know, uh, I didn't know if I told you last time I was at Buttonwillow, 
uh, <laughs> it was a very interesting weekend to say the least. But over at the hotel, they ended up trying to steal my truck as well as the bike in the back. We wow. had him backed in, and luckily the person in the hotel, he was on the, the like the manager kid. And he, like, owned the place. So he went out there running with, like, Chad was saying, a machete and a big bat. You know, and he's chasing <laughs> these people off. And this guy, I'm going to go back there when I'm back there again just to, just to be there because he put so much into protecting our bikes and shit. But, yeah, there's a lot of predators out there. When we went to the Button Willow track ourselves and talked about it, uh, Chad was talking to our local uh, pit pit around us. And, like, yeah, he goes, yeah, nowadays, I mean, everyone takes everything to the track and leaves it there and maybe goes at the hotel because nowadays it's a very predatory environment. You know, as far as uh, they'll take everything, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it was it was really crazy. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah. So uh, anyways, listeners out there. Yeah. Make sure you should stow it or, you know, leave it at the track because they want really wanted to just take the truck and a bike. It was actually rather, rather crazy. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I hear it's going to be a very nice weekend over there. Uh, and I figure maybe the rain's going to clean the track down. So you'll have a nice, cool track. Yeah, it should be it should be a great weekend. Get some good uh, good racing in, and uh, hopefully get some even better pictures. Max, what uh, tires are you running by by, by chance? Um, I'm a Pirelli guy. I have the okay. uh, I, I always forget if it's an SC2 front and an SC1 rear, or vice versa. I think it's the other way around. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Good to know. I get I get a about three weekends on a set of tires at my pace because I don't necessarily do all the practice sessions and they're only six lap races gotcha right on right on yeah they kind of dominated at uh daytona given when people are given the option to run something other than the spec tire it was interesting to see how much uh podiums were or how many how many pearly hats i saw on the podium and it, gotcha. was, it was three out of three so nice so yeah run run what you know is good Right on, yeah, right on. I've, I've been on them since I started riding on the track back in 2007, um, and they've always treated me well. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pirelli. Hey, Pirelli. Yeah, wrong what you know. I made a little exactly. uh, wrong tire choice last race I was there, but that's a different story for a different day. Thank you for calling in, Max Klein. You are, you are. Thanks for and, having um, me. Anytime, and uh, we'll love to hear about the races. Uh, like I said, you're always welcome here on Thursdays here at Races. Awesome. Athlete. <laughs> I will uh, definitely make a point to come in at least a couple times this summer. Right on, right on. And uh, hope to shake your hand very soon out there on the track. Most definitely. Woohoo! Right on, right, right on. <laughs> Be safe. All right, All right, go great. What do we got going? Uh, up next, we've got Van Halen with their cover of uh, You Really Got Me. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I was alive when they first came out with that. <laughs>
Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meet Any Radio in the heart of the mission. And I believe we have Clay Murphy from uh, uh, First Rides Organization. And uh, yar yar. How you doing, Clay? 
Doing great, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you're doing well, too, my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, things are getting better by the day. Uh, yeah, I finally got my house completely rented, you know, which is like after two years of just uh, all this craziness. It's nice to know that, uh, you know, I'm absolutely going to keep the house and stay there. And, uh, you know, we can now start having dinner parties and stuff. But uh, Right on, man. Yeah, pretty happy with that. Buddy. Got a job, you know, uh, the R1's doing all right. Uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio. It's, yeah, a beautiful day. So, really, I can't complain. And, uh, you know, I always see that, uh, you know, all the pictures you're out, out there with the SFMC, uh, the Mount Tam rides and such, you know. Yeah, actually, you know, with the first ride, you're always having such a great time, which is really, really cool. And I did not know that you actually weren't here in San Francisco. You're actually out in Santa Cruz Way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, I, actually, I didn't catch that last part, Alex. I'm sorry, man. Oh, no problem. Uh, so you're out there in first rides. Um, now you're having some good upcoming events. So Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So March 13th, we had a fantastic class, my friend. Uh, a bunch of great uh, uh, students, first-timers on motorcycles, and they did very well. And then uh, our, this is the big news, Alex. This is uh, May 21st, for the first time ever, First Rides is going to be teaching all on our own, rather than contracting with an existing uh, trainer. And we're going to be teaching at Metcalf Motorcycle County Park in uh, San Jose, California. Nice. I'm super proud of this, my friend. Yes. Um, after almost three years of studying under other trainers, who we still highly recommend, we are going to do this all on our own. And Alex, we're doing this predominantly because we really are trying to reach kids who have zero access to motorcycles otherwise. You know, um, mm -hmm. and so uh, first timers in every regard. And so a lot of the trainers, I won't, there's some assumption perhaps that the kids already know something about motorcycles, whereas in first rides, we don't have that assumption. We really, um, assume that the kids have never seen a motorbike. You kind of got to talk them through it, and uh, there's no fear here, you know, have confidence in your abilities. Precisely, Alex. You nailed it, my friend. That's how every class starts is we basically start walking the kids through putting on the gear, proper gear use, starting with a helmet. You know, and I'll often, I'll take my old helmet. You know, I crashed in 2016 pretty bad. Mm -hmm on the freeway and it's scraped out it looks like someone took a uh, power sander to it for about a half hour <laughs> i hold it up and i tell the kids i'm like look you know i mean if without your your brain the rest of your body can be perfect but you really can't function properly we all know any of us experienced motorcyclists know people who have brain damage as a result of our sport and can point this out and it's it's heartbreaking yeah. And um, so I, I do. I start with that, starting from the top to bottom, Alex. I, I talk the importance about helmets. And then, of course, you know, the roost guards, chest protectors, you know, elbow guards, you know, you know, neck braces. You know, they're optional but recommended, these types of things. And we have all of that available. Thanks to you and thanks to all of our other partners in the community, we've received so many gear donations that we actually have an ample supply. Nice. And um, so, yeah, definitely. In fact, we're getting to a point, and this is something I'm going to be talking with the board about, is is I would like to start a, a, a loaner program. You know, kids that are learning and they don't have gear, I want them to be able to come to first rides and go, hey, can I borrow gear? And I'm like, heck yes. You know, I can meet you every other weekend in Santa Cruz. How about that? Yeah, that's I'll great. I'll loan out gear. That I mean, would be, you know, so I mean, 
Yeah, uh, where a kid couldn't otherwise ride, I mean, have the loaner program, and at least they can get out there, you know. I mean, yeah, having gear makes all the difference. You know, back in the old days, I think all we needed was a pair yeah, of jeans I, and I a t-shirt. I think, Alex, you may have heard me tell the tale, but, you know, so my son started riding um, when he was about five years old, shortly after turning five. And then, so before turning six, he had a tragic crash, basically a runaway ATV, a big quad, uh, you know, utility style rhubars and everything coasted down at Carnegie from a hill climb and T-boned him on one of the green trails Jesus. that he and I and uh, two of our friends from the F- SFMC were riding on. His very first time on a trail. Terrifying. And it would have taken his leg entirely. It did break it. Um, but it would have taken his leg entirely if his mom didn't happen to find on Craigslist a couple of size, I guess those are probably threes or something motocross boots probably smaller than that he was only five so maybe ones or twos um for 40 bucks yeah so i'm like wow this is the last bit of gear to get him out like you know we're all parents and we're you know we have to it's expensive raising kids you know what i mean and so you can't just go buy all the gear the first day and then like oh he doesn't like it truly you have to ramp up on the gear that's why i really want to make it easier for parents to have access to all of them. and so we can help with that I think so that's awesome. Get in touch with us. Gear will make it happen because thanks to you, we can do that. Well, uh, also thanks to all those folks that are actually um, donating that gear, and I hope this goes out, you know, uh, to all my listeners here. I think we might have a dozen, but uh, anyway, yeah, definitely donate your gear, and uh, you know, definitely put the word out. You know, um, everyone's always yeah. growing and changing. You know, and that's another thing. I mean, a lot of folks, you know, they either pass down gear and do stuff like that. But uh, I'm sure there's out there yeah. uh, more to give, and you know, yeah. that's a great idea. You know, yeah. Um, and if, if folks need gear, they can they can reach us at rides first at gmail.com kind of the flip of first rides rides first at gmail.com is the email address for us only okay. because i couldn't get first rides at gmail.com ride so. first at gmail all right i'll mention that yes, uh and that's just to get a hold of you do any gear any type of good stuff like that as well so uh what's happening uh what, what's your next event yeah so this is really exciting as um so may 21st at metcalf we're going to be doing our own thing. And so to prepare for that, I have been uh, studying this, uh, this course under the United States Motorcycle Coaching Association, uh, which is a relatively new organization, Alex, that is uh, allowing those of us who are already teaching to um, kind of get certified in their organization. And it covers everything from CPR through first aid uh, to actually like wow. track work and coursework and making sure that the students are safe. Nice. And so we're going to be pra- practicing all of that on May 21st, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And so and also I'm really ecstatic to be working at Metcalf because I, I feel like it's even more accessible um, for the kids, right? It's not so far away. We love Hollister. Yeah. I love Carnegie. Um, those are the first yeah, two places we operate. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot easier to get to if you're uh, in Carnegie. San Jose or San Francisco, yeah. for sure. But Metcalf is right there near San Jose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even great. easier. I think, I think we went yeah, out there a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, I've barely been motorcycle uh, dirt riding, but yeah, I think Metcalf and Carnegie is, is probably where we went. Yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a beautiful beginner's oval right there at Metcalf. We're going to have uh, use of that thanks to the Rangers there. Uh, so all that's nice. kind of cleared. 
I took, yeah, yeah. And also, the Rangers have kids too, so you know, yar yar. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was like a great way to exactly. come out and uh, you know teach everyone. And you know, your philosophy is wonderful. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's it's great oh, to actually be able you, to Alex. teach folks. And uh, you know, you know, and, and, you, know if, you know, if you want to plug anything, my friend, this will be, would be uh, ideal for us. And that is, we need more, um, especially young blood. You know, these kids like you're talking about who are already riders and they want to teach the next generation, you know, First Rides is a wonderful opportunity for them to do so. They want to get some community service hours. They want to get some T-shirts and hats, some First Rides gear, and perhaps some gear from, you know, some of our sponsors. Then we could, uh, you know, definitely use some more help there, brother. I'll be absolutely honest with you. Uh, I'll have to think think about how to actually, like, promote that that's an interesting promotion um yeah definitely. And for sure that's I mean, i'm not um, an ageist i'm not an ageist uh i am in my 50s myself and so folks my age or older want to get out there and help and hell yeah more the merrier exactly i mean but you know so like you know moms and stuff out there it's like here's a free skateboard you know like what you want to do get my kid all hurt you know so yeah we gotta yeah interesting <laughs> we'll have to promote totally. it in a certain way it's like you know maybe Riding the motorcycle and you being able to shoot an arrow through a thing, you know, like a, do a little horse thing. But either way, I'm going to have to also, figure that one out, um, which is really, oh yeah, really totally also good. where you're at. I mean, um, in your classes and stuff, is it something where is a, it's a day thing where someone comes out and they drive home that evening? Do you have camping facilities? Uh, you know, what, what's, what's the, uh, yeah, what are the logistics? Oh, oh, for a day of um, uh, one of our classes? Yes. Great question, Alex. So I'm in the process thereof, my friend. And so basically I, I go through all the bikes. I prep them. So I do the normal whole change the oil, clean the air filters, check the spark plugs, maybe replace those, and basically make sure the bikes are running really well and then kind of stay on top of that all of the time. And so, in, you know, tidy them up. And then it's about kind of securing uh, the new bike. So we literally just picked up a 2006, uh, TTR 90. I'm standing uh, next to it right now. You can see it. Actually, I'm sorry. I haven't posted. This is actually exclusive news to mutiny radio. Uh, racers alley is we, we picked up a 2006 TTR 90 specifically for our May 21st class, because in our previous days, Alex, we, uh, you know, had six through 11 and, uh, you know, um, 12 through 17 year olds. And so we ended up segregating, kind of grouping them into two different age groups. Whereas it wasn't always great when you had siblings that are say 10 and 12, not to separate them out. I actually literally do that. Now that we're operating on our own, we can have a bunch of say nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds, which is what we're doing May 21st. And so to that end, we needed to get some more medium sized bikes. And so we picked up this 2006, but it's, it, it's a great runner, um, but it's kind of rough. And so, um, you know, it's a good runner, but it's got a lot of rust on it and stuff. And so, of course, I'm kind of sanding away and these types of things, kind of getting it tidy because I want the kids to be stoked. It's not going to be perfect. It's, a, you know, it's a used play bike. And so, as you'd imagine, it's taken some hits. But that's the same kind of my bike that I ride at Hollister or wherever I go is, is a 2001 or a 2002. My son's is a 2001. We swapped bikes years ago. But either way, it's old, too. It's a dirt bike. You know, ride the hell out of it. And you know, um, so, but I'm tidying it up because I want the kids to be stoked. And um, so we'll get it running good. I'm looking at air filters and spark plugs right in front of me that I just, we, that's what we kind of chip away at in the downtime is that and storage and registration. I was just at the DMV 
you know, basically you know, take care of registrations and to get donor bikes, and sometimes they don't have all the paperwork. And so, and then, of course, you know, donor bikes are going to run or not poorly we're working on. And so it's kind of a constant endeavor, I'll be honest with you. It's basically every weekend and then... Well... Yeah, you're doing something for the people, and, and Clay, you know, talking about that. I mean, um, I don't think it would be a bad idea to actually just have a list of the, the things you need, you know, uh, especially, uh, you know, just uh, all the obscure stuff, you know, what it needs to make the bikes run for the kids. Because, you know, I mean, I've worked at dealerships and stuff where they got stuff rotting away. You know, and it's just like, well, I happen to have that cable or something or, you know, uh, you know, other people that are just listening to the show or, you know, getting on your show. You know, it's just like um, they'll go, you know what? Here's hundred bucks. You know, make this bike run next time. My, my son had such a great time, you know, but it wouldn't be bad. You just post a list of, you know, um, I need a clutch for this one. I need this and this and this to, to keep these bikes running. This is what I need. You know, and I'm sure, you know, it's like having a tip, you know, if, if a parents are there, that's like, well, you know, 45 bucks for brake pads, you need that? Okay, you know, my son had a great time, and we'll see you again, that type of stuff, you know, or my daughter, you know, here you are. I love it, Alex. That's brilliant, my friend. That's absolutely brilliant. So along those, those lines, this is uh, something that I've been percolating, and I want to get your idea because you're a professional on this, my friend. I love you. And so I want to do a ride out where we basically, um, you know, go two by two to various dealerships in the Bay Area and just kind of explain what First Drives is, drop off pamphlets that I will go ahead and have pre-printed for everyone. And then we basically say, this is what I want to do, Alex, is, you know how when you're a kid and you go to a shop or something and they would have the pictures of the kids who, you know, the, the, the shop sponsored for, you know, um, you know T-ball or, or, you know, baseball or whatever the case might And it's like, oh, man, that's really cool. Um, how about that for first rides where like, you know, dealerships or something that, um, you know, provide some small, you know, sponsorship. We get, you know, come back with a nice spring photo of the kids who participated in that class. Truly. So they can hang up there because yeah, it really just shows, you know, community there. Yeah. Have commu- certain communities, you know, give a reach out. And I mean, uh, the easiest way to do that would, uh, in, in my opinion, would uh, first start to just, Hit the local clubs, you know, like uh, first go see the Oakland Motor Bros and see who, you know, um, hit the hit hit the clubs, you know, like Manny has, you know, he hangs out with the California Riders, you know, but slowly go to each of them clubs because they know people and they, you know, especially, you know, at our age, they all have kids and grandkids and stuff and they would just fall all over that. It's like, what? You know, yeah. so um, I would love yeah, that. That, that's, that, that. That's a way to do that as well. Uh, give a give, give a good reach out to, you know, all our folks down like Manny. You know, he's got his Harley, and you know, he'd be great. He does California riders, and they're all granddads. You know, so they're gonna tell their, you know, so it's just like you don't have to spend a lot of money. You know, go support this, and you know, you can teach yeah. you know the boy to ride and. You know, nowadays it's very expensive. Like you said, I mean, a lot of people don't have the funds, you know, especially nowadays to actually go out there and, you know, uh, or, or you know, the space or the wherewithal, uh, you know, to have, uh, to teach someone to ride. And that's what's nice about first rides. I mean, it's a turnkey, you know, just show up, you know, support us. And uh, like you said, just show up, you know, and put the kid in full gear and have them out there. That's that's better than Disneyland, you know, and any of that bullshit. You know, I'm with you, my like, friend. <laughs> I think you're 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 directly onto it. So, Our motorcycle uh, community in the Bay Area has been absolutely instrumental in first rides existing. I think, as you know, 
I watch the various motorcycle clubs, not just SFMC, whom I'm a member and love. But of course, Oakland Motorcycle Club, San Jose. We've yeah. Gotten, you know, support from Motorcycles and Misfits and uh, Vampires. Yeah, bunch of and bunch so of folks of out there. And we are all getting older, you know. So that's where you get the younger generation coming in. And uh, exactly, you know, you're exactly. doing a great job out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy birthday to AJ Murphy, by the way. I, I believe you said Thank it was his birthday. Thank you so yeah, yeah. much. Alex. <laughs> believe me, right on, right he's on. been absolutely instrumental. And it's been really kind of a bit of a challenge keeping things going without him because he's been such a hard worker on first rides. So major props to our our, our, our son there, A.J. Murphy, because he's been working his butt off. And, yes, he turns 22 today. You are. Ah, <laughs> all right. Boy, oh, boy. I think I started literally uh, AFM racing at the age of 22. Uh, 19. That's awesome. Heck, yeah. Well, I missed <laughs> you guys, man. I missed you guys, yeah. and I miss hanging out in the studio with you guys. Because that was always the funnest, and so I'm hoping to get up there sometime soon and, and get to plop down there and like actually chat with you and Wade and Brian in person. Well, nice. you can always walk in. Like I know you usually, uh, you know, Thursday nights are the SFMC club nights. So yeah, no matter what, you know, I'm here. Six, you have a walk-in, you know, clause your your family. So just come in anytime you happen to be in the area. Just walk in, and we'll just be happy to see you. <laughs> Well, I, I love y'all, and I appreciate right on, that right mostly, Alex. And so, believe me, I, you know, I feel the same. And so, and you know, you all are, are SFMC family yourselves. And so, you all come over to our neck of the woods. And I think you, you all know I'm down Santa Cruz Way, and so I don't get myself up there as much as I should. Um, but I'm trying to do so more and more now that the kids are all grown up. And <laughs> I don't think they ever needed me, but that was my excuse. But, yeah, I'm trying to get up there more. Well, it's great to see the pictures, you know, all, you know, all your outings, and um, yeah, I'm sure you you, you needed. And actually, you know, as far as uh, SFMC, you know, uh, Wade and I, boy, they they helped us get to the aisle more than once, uh, which was really really nice. Oh heck yeah! Uh, I mean, so yeah, you know you're my idols. We right? love all you boys. But thanks, man. Anyhow, so. I yeah, was there in 07 screaming my head off for him. So. You are. I remember that. Yeah. That was that was a centennial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a big one. Yeah. Uh, we got him in anyway. Yeah. Had to yeah. Do that. That, that was an honor of James, of course. You are. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing respect. That. I'm, liter- I'm literally wearing I'm that shirt out. right now. The, yeah. the, 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 the dog pound? Hey, James. James yeah. 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 Uh, PRER. I love this shirt. Anyhow, well, Clay, uh, we'll, let's see. We'll hope to hear from you soon. Uh, let us know how everything works out uh, May 21st. And, uh, yeah. Thank you uh, so you much. You can call in any time or drop by any time. Gary R. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you all so much. Yeah, I miss you all, and I hope to see you very soon. Hope to see you Have very soon. Evening. And you be safe. And happy birthday, AJ Murphy. Gary right R. 22. Gary R. Right on. <laughs> Yeah. Y'all are awesome. Yeah, that's a, have a, a great night, age. guys. Be safe, mate. Eh? <laughs>
Here we are. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the Heart of the Mission. Oh, I guess I put my nuts away too prematurely. Anyhow, um, yeah, Subculture, Ra- uh, uh, Subculture Racing Wade and I are here, and uh, Milk Crate Brian's been spinning the tunes. It's been a while since we had the crew. Yar, yar, yeah, welcome back, back, and really, really cool to be here. And uh, boy, you know, uh, we uh, had uh, Clay talking about firstrides.org earlier, and the Max Klein with the Oxymoron Photography uh, as our guest, which was wonderful. Boy, uh, both those folks contribute so much into the motorcycle community. It's it's incredible. And uh, what they do is priceless. And uh, it's, it's a, a heart's out to both of you, Yar. So uh, anyways, uh, Yar, earlier I was talking to Wade, and uh, we haven't hung out in a while. Uh, our crew here, the wrecking crew here at uh, Meet Any Radio at uh, Racer's Alley. And uh, Wade's been out there doing, uh, well, uh, what do you call it, extreme sidecars? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Speedway are. also, it, and Speedway. So they, lately, that you've you've been you've been out there in uh, round endeavors. Yeah. So you, start with one. Which one? Well, it, it's it starts with the sidecar. So we run one thousand cc sidecars around. You can in first gear. You go to the right. They got no brakes. <laughs> when the gate opens, you. Go like hell for th- four laps. Four laps. So it's speedway style, like the alcohol burners. Yeah. Yeah. It's same like same kind of thing. But you got a, a thousand horsepower. A thousand yeah. CC. So you got plenty of horsepower. So uh, what what size? What radial tires? What size? Uh, you know, I mean, how wide are the rear? I mean, um, they got knobbies, or they? Is it uh, Mad Max style? Run with your brung? Uh, there's a kind of a knob on the front and a universal. There's only one tire. It's a Speedway tire, so that's the tire. It's like 80, 80 bucks. The tire it was seventy five, went up eighty bucks. But there's the tire. So we bought a tire and put on it and. And it launched. Oh, it gets wheelies off the line now. <laughs> <laughs> Who That's do we got great. here, Milk Crate? We've got Eric Lindauer on line one. Oh, he How's could tell going? you about it. Holy moly. All right, all right. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Subculture Racing, Eric Lindauer is on the line. And he's. Uh, How the, you doing, uh, Alex? Doing well, Eric. How you doing, mate? You are, you are. Uh, I'm doing good to, well. Good to hear from you. Uh, I saw. A I lot hear of, extreme uh, sidecars. Yeah. yeah, well, we were yeah. we were just talking about that, and I was mentioning to Wade earlier, who was just like, you know, what are you guys actually up to? Because it seems like they're all not the same thing. <laughs> the same motor, but nothing else is the same. No, I thought you had different classes, different cars. Is it all the same rig? You've been running... No, the extreme sidecar is one sidecar. Our Formula 2 sidecar is another sidecar. That road races... This is a speedway sidecar. Okay, I thought you had another one as well. So two off-roaders. So you've been running the Formula Extreme. I thought you did yeah. something else as well. Well, I also do. I do my speedway bike. Oh man, that's at, a, at the same racetrack. Gotcha. I can only hear so, every other word. Oh, oh, he. Oh, what's that? He only heard every other word. Oh, we'll talk in. Anyways, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, my the... phone's messed up, I guess. Oh. Don't worry about it. Um, how are you, dude? S- start talking. Uh, I'm doing well. The radio show sounds like it's going pretty good. Good job, Clay. <clears throat> For sure. Good job, Max. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, they all, uh, you know, contribute to the community. And, you know, uh, I don't Yeah, they've both been on the show here in person. So it's really, really nice to hear they're doing well. And yeah, that first rides thing, that sounds pretty great. How are you doing out there? What's your next endeavor? The next endeavor is with Arma. And we're going up and doing some uh, road racing. Wade and I at Thunder Hill. Yeah, that should be not this weekend, the following weekend. Yeah, right. Correct. Right. And uh, then, and then uh, I guess in a couple of Saturdays, we got uh, extreme sidecars down at Kern Raceway down at Bakersfield. Yeah. Baker, down south. Yeah. Yarr Or that yeah. way. <laughs> we're in Just California. So that's a certain direction where we're at. But it's, it's out there for all our listeners. But, uh, yeah, a little more valley. And that's really, really cool. And uh, so let's back up here for a second. Uh, both you boys are going to be going for uh, uh, ARMA, American Historical Racing, Racing Association. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, American Historical Motorcycle Racing Association. Yeah, but uh, oh, anyhow, we're back to, we're that, back to every other badasses. word again. I think I moved. That's okay. Uh, just raise your right arm and then start hopping, please. Uh, anyhow, this is really, really great. You guys are going out. Uh, you're going to be taking uh, the uh, Formula Two, number eighty-eight, right. which is uh, powered by a GSXR one thousand, an O six, <clears throat> or uh, yeah, O six. I think. I think this. I think both bikes are powered by G, uh, 2006 Jixxer 1000 engines. Yeah, I want to say the same. Yeah, exactly same thing. Really, the the, the extreme they, one as well. Yeah, they to- yeah, yeah. They look totally <laughs> oh, different. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's but yeah, so I had I had to ask, and what is it? It's the same thing. I had uncovered, it and it's like, wow, the motor the motor's down there somewhere. But yeah, it the uh, it looks totally different. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same thing. Awesome. So uh, next weekend will be Arma over there at Thunder Hill, uh, which is a local track for our listeners out here. It's uh, up at uh, Chico Way, Willows, Willows, and uh, it's uh, known yep. for having a nice little uh, downhill, little cyclone thingy. Uh, you know, a little downhill turn. It's a good. It's a good track. It has good speed. Uh, basically, if you're on it, you basically once you come down the cyclone, you're wide open all the way up until till turn ten. You know. Oh. Um, just depends on what you're on but uh yeah it's a great track and uh it should be a great weekend so yeah. arma and uh so yeah they must have all types of bikes out there and uh yeah they do they, they, they say they can they got a class for you bring it out we got a class for you nice and so we've asked them a couple times on on different things but yeah they do yeah it's great gonna be great there's gonna be so many people it's gonna it's gonna be warm it's gonna be hot that's what I plan on, and we're so we're gonna camp out. It's gonna um, be beautiful, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, geez. Uh, yeah. Wonder if they let me in there. We'll see. I don't have my AFM license. I got my license uh, down south. I got my license down south, though. I have a race license. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm gonna have to let Wade f- uh, uh, fill you in on all of it. I can. I can hear. I can barely hear any anything that you're saying. Okay, we can hear you. I'm gonna. gonna, Yeah, I know you can hear me, but I can't comment on what you're talking about because I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All right, let me ask you a question because this is to me this is very interesting, and for my listeners, it's very interesting. I mean, what is it like to go out there on the extreme dirt? 1000 i mean as a as a sidecar person i mean uh, is it basically you just had to learn on the fly oh yeah we learned on the fly 
our 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 learning experience was uh, was last year at the AMA Nationals, and we took a third in the last chance qualifier, having never done it before. Gotcha. So that was fantastic. So you'd been I on one. Of... Nice. Neither one of us had ever been on one of those things before, and we made it to the last chance qualifier. But you've also been, you know, uh, which is awesome, but your proper uh, sidecar races, uh, you know, uh, road racing, uh, yeah. and it's both, interestingly enough, the, the same motor. But this, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the fact of the matter is that you've never been on it, and you're flying on the fly. <laughs> you're literally just learning on the fly. You know, that's you, half the fun, yep. I imagine. We're in a oh, plane boy. now. Let's do something. How are we going to fly it this was a, thing? It was a ton of fun. <laughs> I bet. You know, like, how are we oh. going to make this work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to possess one, too. It's, it's great. So I told him, we want this one. If you're running, we want to run with you. <laughs> like whatever we're doing we'll give us a rig we'll run the rig yeah exactly nice so uh this weekend uh geez if i'm not uh incorrect uh didn't you boys just get some uh matching leathers uh, we got them ordered from <laughs> ali raza yeah. yeah yeah okay we we actually have two sets you know because he, he made us this pair of leathers for the the first sidecar the road racer, uh-huh. and then he goes, you know, we make speedway leathers too. Well, there's a difference. Yeah, totally. There's a total difference. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I asked, wow. So <laughs> we're getting. Two- yeah, oh, hold up a picture to the microphone so everybody can he can see them. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting two identical sets. <laughs> yeah, we saw them on the face of a book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so that's what them pictures are about. But yeah, Ali, Ali Raza, we got, we got, I got to get his right information. But yeah, he seems to have made now like, a, like at least a six sets of leather for you guys. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's really really yeah. cool, and we should definitely promote him on the on the show, and maybe get some stickers for the bikes or something something, you know, which is really cool. So uh, let's see here, Eric. Um, what are you going to do next weekend as far as uh, are you going to be racing a motorcycle as well as a sidecar? Uh, unfortunately, no solo bikes. Um, we really don't have anything ready other than maybe the Mexico bikes. Um, so it looks like it's just going to be sidecar weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You all got a bunch of bikes. I just never yeah. know what's raceworthy or not, you know. Um, so, yeah, why don't you just get that RC500 together by this weekend and you could just go race that. Race that. That's, yeah. that's easy enough. <laughs> Let's yeah. get our magic wand. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So you guys are going to be camping out there then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, um, yeah, we are. We'll be in a small van over on the, on the left side somewhere. Nice. Yeah, last time... Uh, Chad and I went racing. There was a little bit of an issue with people trying to steal the truck and the bike, you know, and messing with our shit. Wow. But uh, yeah, nowadays it's safe at the track. You're there with a, yep. with a bunch of the wagons and stuff. But uh, more reason to be at the track. Yeah, yeah. I hate so, to wake up and be late. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And the tracks are a lot nicer now. You know, 
you know, party party. But uh, anyways, Eric, you know, uh, it's great that you're going out there, and especially both the, the you know, uh, like I was mentioning earlier to Wade, the difference between like all of a sudden getting on a dirt, you know, uh, a dirt to the, the street, and uh, it's very very neat. Um, so how many days did it take after you did the first run to feel better? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's that how many days after the first win did it take to make you feel better meaning all your muscles and stuff yeah I was just messing oh. with you <laughs> oh, oh uh, what, uh, after you run the dirt 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 uh, dirt bike uh, the, the uh, anyways oh after after the last sidecar race yeah how, how many days what <laughs> <laughs> never mind it didn't didn't work out so anyways um, now, I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could hear you better. I know uh, we got a bad connection. I, I, I think. I think next time I call in, I'm going to get some headphones so that I can, I can hear uh, the, the radio and have the delay while I'm speaking. Yeah, that's an and issue I, as well. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, um, geez, I don't think I'll talk to you before the next armor race. So you have a great race next weekend. Yeah, you are. Thank you, and and maybe I'll see you on Saturday. 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 Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, um, you are. All right. Well, yeah. you know, have a great time, and uh, thank you for calling in, Eric. Thank you. Right I'll on, right on, really. And 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 I'll put get some headphones so I can hear hear you better, so I can uh, answer the questions. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It was great. Okay. It was great hearing from you again. Thank you. Right on, right on. I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Thank you.
can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee, however it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, we like to create solutions, as we're not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. He could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a lowered voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously. And she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bids. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky, that it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. You choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it stand for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that. A failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice, which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant. While, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water. Greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows, which it believed also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again, which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places. You wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too, 
and the plant stopped sucking water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles. And would the waterer find it, and... Well, so many questions, here comes the sun, right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just move it towards the light, giving it the option to straight back up, and it did, in its genome and while it was still tilted, it was looking up, and the leaves were turning as the stalk was straightening and all felt good, and these are the moments that plants dream of and when a plants dream, we utilize the water that we sucked into material wealth for the transdisposition of carbon dioxide into oxygen, and etc. Well Laura, this is our morning. I'm going to walk over there and post what's on my phone which are the events of before and later to be known and we, the company, are hoping you'll stay, and you can set up anywhere you'd like, and the whiteboards are in a big office across, over, there, he pointed to a big glass room. And you can draw all you'd like, when you like and the usual whiteboard rules apply, and I'm keen to see what you do draw, and with that I'm off. And the two smiled and the one, then others sipped their coffee and each felt the day had become, as trickery or not, fun was the reasoning they put themselves in situations, and this situation was well and fine. He thought of the water again, and wondered just a bit about how water might be the tricky one to start, and or are humans the tricky ones to employ water as a means of communication. Well Q imagined for her, that men are electric and women are fluid, and the vices and verses of man is machine and mother earth are. Well, man gets water out of the air, and through osmosis and skin is a particular and strange lengthy organ of perhaps string, in theory anyway. Could he tell her about fingerprints? As in the record player, audible to the organ, which plays for the water piped and admired, how else were we to be known, thought the skin as there is so many ways, but our hands are where it begins and ends, see the print. You're looking now, and I'm not because I know the pattern, and it's in our burrows, and that is your clue for the early morning. Carry on gents, and madam, as is the usual collation of sexes at a cocktail party such as this, and on the Heinz floor, do stop by the plant once more for a conversation or several lifetimes of shredded jetted vibrational velocity for the chloroplasts to saunter in. This is Radio 11 and you have been smattered by the variant legendary as in the boxy thing on the bottom of maps. Aqua. You. The unlimited everything expires in the past, where free freedom was dumbed down. For the smartest person in the room, Dumbo. Ears open and one who flew, yet what did? We give him, ridicule and pointless matter of facts. What did he continue to want, but more of the same? Same path, same materials. Same routine that only worked in brief intervals during steps to stones to throws. To bottles wit, and yonkers in the mid-living of Saundermuck. It's Piccadilly rust and the rides have been paid for, but aren't enjoyed goes with. A tales told are sitting in idle waiting on. No don't wait, don't walk. Run. To the nearest dearest, etc. And what did you get? Noise and chatter, some goodwills and a prayer, on the wings of. 
Yet what did you want but the slather of mather goo and the sunduck with her spoon of? Odd chatter mild saucity oo. And so. The voice of Aqua Q comes to you through ether vaporous cellular fungi with a blend of orange and a slice of moo plus apply core. Friction dew drops by the mist connections on a bus which rides a ghost stop to the ocean, leached. Arya's shell gripped her ear canal as in a call from the salt. Minds of times blissed out summers when good times were having a go. Feet in sand, from sandals, less for the wear of tiny ageless boulders worn down from the slush of wrecked waves on shored up lunatics. Arya began to think to herself, for herself and to the future and, as she said, all the things. He was held up by grace, on these white sands. She sat with that one thought for quite a while. Hours perhaps. She walked from one edge of the rock to another, along a slight peninsula, leaving a zigzag of oh prints up and down the beach, avoiding the odd bits of glass or trash that was the reality of any shared space these days. With grace. This was all she required. While she wanted to whiz bang through the towns and drop in on celebrities' parties. And be a star and get in the movies. Well. She still wanted these things, but she had them, in her mind. And with the mind she shared. What would she call it? Cosmolot I think, she thought to herself. The Cosmolot was a place she could create, muse, share, and have sharing bestowed upon her, at a speed which was constant and comfortable, and not too dewy, as in decimal. Decimated, but flowy, with only some pause, to draw in the light, not too bright. Maybe at night, a quiet orange, or glowy aqua blue. She thought of aqua. Where did Q get to at these times of the day? Question. Oh, 
<laughs> if a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. No longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> If a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you. I just want everybody to know about it. <laughs> and finally, if a brother says, I'm sorry, if a sister says, I want to take things slow, this means I'm going to take all the anger and resentment I had towards my ex-lovers and focus it on you. Passive-aggressive sexual torture, right? <laughs> yeah. If a brother says, I want to take things slow, this means there is something unidentifiable on my genitals. Yeah, I took about three to five days. <laughs>
Alright, we're doing the hug center, so let's stay on the I know this area really well. out of whatever have you 
and wherever it happens that you are. And so you see, my human dream beings, the answer is not something that can be explained or seen. Cancer is always humid.